The Branham Guy. Sergeant for Blankers today. I just lost my headphones. I'm still Branham. Uh, we're going to get to our terrible takes that Joe wants to blast us for, but doesn't want to blast himself. We've got a couple of callers, though, that we're going to take you to task here, Sarge. 713-780-3776. Let's go out there. First with Steve. Steve, you're in the hive with the bees. What's up? Yeah, I'm, I'm, you had me in the first half because I'm, I'm right there with you, Sarge. Christmas music, I only want about three weeks out of the year, so I, I was with you. But then you talk about it's only like the first minute that you're walking in. Cause I was thinking, <laughs> who doesn't wear headphones when they work out? Like, I mean, why are you? You mentioned rock music. I'm assuming, I don't want to assume, but. Do you listen to rock music, or are you more like rap, hip hop kind of stuff? Oh, oh no, no, no! I listen to all genres of music. If, 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 look, if we're okay, okay. curious why Steve was so asking that mind, question, you don't mind the rock. You don't mind the rock normally, right? When right. you're walking in. Okay, okay. So I mean, you know, I'm still. I guess I'm. I mean, you can start this with your, your first bad take because I do think you were <laughs> But you know, you guys did talk about the headphones, and you know, and, you, and then when you were like, yeah. You know, it's only the first minute. Yeah, bro, that's that's a bad take. Bro. It's Christmas. I, I wouldn't have gone to the manager if it's like for just a minute in and out of this place. Appreciate the call, Steve. Seven one three seven eight zero three seven seven six six four five five. Don't want to bench press Rudolph. Uh, let's go back out to the HRP listener line. One more, uh, Travis. You're in the high of the bees. What's up? Hey, man. I would much rather listen to Seek and Destroy by Metallica and Pumping Iron than Chestnut Throats. You know, the open fire. <laughs> appreciate the call, Travis. You know how to avoid all of this? You know how to avoid this entire conversation? You just kind of get fat and soft like me. You get fat and soft like me, you don't work out. You don't have to worry about the music playing at the gym. You don't have to worry about the headphones. Don't worry about anything. The solution to life is just don't work out. Just don't work out. Got to, man. I'm kidding. I'm, I, just gotta, I'm, I'm gonna, I, I tell myself this every year. Brand on beautification. The start of every I, I'm going to do it this year. New year, new I'm me. I'm going to do it this year. Yeah, I call it brand on beautification. Not, I don't know why. Maybe the alliteration. I'm going to do it this yep. year. We know Joe, we should we do it? We should do it. Do... Sarge can be our leader. He can motivate us as long as there's not Christmas music playing. Once upon a time, the, a show that Joel was on did a listener and you know host, producer, big weight loss competition. Should we try to do one for start of 2024? See who can lose the most weight? Let's do it. Should be percentage of weight, though. Yes, that's fair. Percentage of weight. You're going to lose. I'm going to lose? You know why? Why? Because because I don't like Christmas music. Uh, when, <laughs> but when you're you know when you're calling the games at U of H, man, I you know. you got to eat. It's hard, and man. it smells so good. You you like state? I love stadium nachos. Oh my god, I do nice. too. I'm a big fan of stadium nachos. I mean, look, Jeremy, like, I can it? I can help you a little Jalapenos? bit. How so? Don't eat Panda Express with your hands again. I had to do that yesterday because they didn't give him a fork. I had to do that yesterday with your. I had no choice. No wonder you call me Karen. I, it's either I don't eat. <laughs> no wonder you call me Karen. You're a savage. Yeah, I am a little bit of a savage. <laughs> no, I mean, I didn't have a choice. I didn't have a choice. I didn't have a choice. There was not a fork around. I had food in front of me. I was starving. What are you going to do? Find a fork. You, there was no forks. I tried. I searched everywhere. I scoured the University of Houston press box. Scoured it. They probably thought I was stealing something. I was just looking for a fork, a plastic fork. Couldn't find it. And you ate with your hands. I just, you know, picked it apart, you know, like one bite at a time. I did. It took me like three hours to do it because <laughs> I was. It, it takes a while, but I did. I did. Sometimes a man's got to do what a man's got to do. And you licked your fingers? No, I didn't lick my fingers. So I, had, just... I had a napkin. Right. I knew. I knew it was going to be messy. I did have napkins, so like I had the napkin there, like wiping it after every, you know, pick. If you want to call it peck, maybe more of a peck than a pick. <laughs> hey, did you? <laughs> I feel like and, a bird eating actually. And then after these were my beaks. And look, after you finished beak. eating with your hands, did you go <laughs> like a. 
No. I, Neanderthal? No. Neanderthal? I got my mic cut off of me before I had to go. All right, what are these bad takes here, <laughs> Joe? Yeah, so what I did was I just typed in your names one at a time, Whoa. and then, you know, awful take, bad take, you suck, <laughs> You idiot. searched us on Twitter? I just searched you guys. I searched your Twitter files, okay? Jeez. So you guys, want, we got. I got a bunch of sports ones. We're going to start with the food, though, okay? One of them actually did not happen on Twitter. But it happened on our show, and then you got blasted for it. So we'll we'll revisit this one. Uh, once upon a time, and you d- you doubled down. You said no bacon on a cheeseburger. Oh, I I, I tripled yourself. down on that. I love both. I love both. I feel like they should be separate, though. Uh, I love cheeseburgers. I probably love cheeseburgers more than bacon. If I'm being completely honest, love both. I like cheeseburgers more than bacon. Like cheeseburgers would be on my Mount Rushmore of like like. You know, what would I call it? Comfort food. Yeah. Like good cheeseburger, good fries. Like I like a cheeseburger more than bacon. Really like bacon. But bacon is a very dominant flavor. And whenever you put bacon on a cheeseburger and you dive into that first bite, what are you tasting? Yeah, you're right. You're tasting the bacon, not the cheeseburger. So I love bacon. I oftentimes rather have a regular cheeseburger than a bacon cheeseburger. I'll triple down on that. Anybody else is foolish. No, I agree. Hey, listen, I agree. There you go. See, two great takes. If you were say bad takes, it's really well, see, great thing, takes like, that are just the got, minority and, opinion. This but, show got inspired because Sarge got in your Twitter mention. So I got to I got to for find, this. No, no, no. For just like how the for the Tunsil thing. Oh, so I was yeah. like, I got to find out what people say about your guys tweets. But here's yeah. the thing, Jeremy, before you start, you know, saying, yeah, Sarge is with me. I don't <laughs> I don't I don't eat pork. So yeah, I quickly put you on my side without even knowing that. <laughs> right. Like, so I'm I, looking for help. I don't eat pork, but. I understand what you're saying. You want to taste the flavor of the hamburger. So yeah. I get you. Look, I get it all the time, man. You know, I say I don't, I don't like sweet potato pie. And I get killed in the African-American community. Really? Because that's a staple. It's like, I, I don't like, I, I honestly don't like any type of pie. Well, but, speaking of, I really? got one for you. You got another uh, one. We're right you're here. Sarge. Uh, you're the, next. It was the first one I found for you, Sarge. Okay. Uh, you said, quote, time to bring back an oldie but a goodie Cheesecake is a terrible dessert. Oh my uh, god, it is the worst. No, you're so wrong. You, do you like cream cheese? No. See, I don't like cream cheese, but I like cheesecake. Cheesecake. I don't is know horrible. why. I had cheesecake uh, two days ago. It's the texture. Okay, I can I can understand. Okay, like, I, can see I don't that. I don't like cream cheese, yeah. but for uh, but I like cheesecake. I don't know why. I love cheesecake. Cheesecake's probably one of my. I love food. I'm, that's why I'm you know fat and soft. Cheesecake I would put in my top five desserts. Maybe top three. Cheesecake? Love cheesecake. It's horrible. I tried to eat it twice. That's it? Listen, you know how you can tell when food is bad? Because you have younger kids. Well, you can tell when you don't like food because yeah. cheesecake is not bad. No, I can tell you. Look, <laughs> if you ever see, if you go somewhere and there's a bunch of little kids, they'll tell you whether or not where you are, the food is good or not. Because if a child eats something and they don't like it, they'll open their mouth and let it fall on the ground. They don't care. That's yeah. how I was two times with cheesecake. I, t- I was like, oh, no, this is horrible. Cheesecake <laughs> is the worst. I'm sorry. Cheesecake and eggnog, terrible. I don't like eggnog. Yeah, it's I don't not like great. Eggnog. I love me some cheesecake. Throwing though. some booze in the eggnog, and I'm all, you yeah, can sell that, me on it, that, but. I don't like milk and liquor. Like, uh, Right. It's gonna eh, make you- <laughs> I don't think that pairs. I know yeah. a lot of people like it, but it's, it ain't for me. I don't really like milk that much. Really? Not really, no. My wife's like that. I never drink milk plain, ever. Not me either. Ever. Like, I, I'm, it's fine. in cereal, stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, I, mean, I don't do it often. I, but... I never drink milk by itself. Ever. All right. Ever. So then I found the ones that we all really want to see. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so we'll go uh, a month apart here, different tweets, and we'll just read both of them at once. Uh, Jeremy, you said on December 22nd last year, 
Uh, the Texans should trade down and wait a year on the franchise yeah, quarterback. That was a bad one. And then uh, Sarge, you wrote, uh, Sarge, you wrote an article and uh, put it on Texans Wire. Joe just uh, killed me. January 22nd said Bryce Young is the right choice for the Texans with the number two pick. Defend yourselves. I have no defense. I'm an I'm an idiot. I must have been drunk off eggnog because you said it was December 22nd. That's True. right in the season. I was probably drunk on eggnog. Even though you just said you don't drink. I love eggnog. I always have. Um, that was stupid. Uh, now, C.J. Stroud has made that stupid. Like, I'm glad that I'm not Nick Casario. That would have been brutal. For sure. I did not have a great offseason. I'll, fr- like, I'll take the L there. I have no defense. I'll concede. Hand me the L. I'll take them all. Uh, I own it. So... My Bryce Young take, right? Mm-hmm. And I said, at the time, I knew that they couldn't go wrong with either one. But I took Bryce Young because I feel like I feel like if the roles was reversed, I think that Bryce Young would be successful in this Texans offense as well. I feel like he would I, – I felt like he was coming into a good situation and he would have been just as good. Now, with that being said, I had also talked to some of his former teammates. I've also talked to some of his coaches. And I'm saying to myself, yeah, and I've watched him. I right, look, I put it like this. I watched this guy come back. What last year they had they were down. Was it last year or two years ago when they had to go like almost ninety nine yards? Yeah, the, or something? Te- the Texas game and the Auburn game. The Texas yes. And so I'm saying to myself, yo, this guy and he's a Heisman trophy winner, I'm like, hey, you can't go wrong if you go with the Bryce Young. Now, with that being said, that's because I thought that CJ would have went number one as well. Okay. <laughs> That's is why it, I said we're going to have to pull two. up this article and see if you had CJ going number one. I got to pull up this article and see who put my name on this. <laughs> I, I, You know, this is Joe's last day doing the show, what? bringing up these old tweets like this. Did you um, – I'm just kidding. Did um, – now, Will Levis is the second-best rookie quarterback, though. But for the year? He's having a better year than Well, Bryce. that's because Anthony He's Richardson got Bryce. hurt. That's fair. I When when sh- I said all along – and, okay, my takes are awful, as we can tell – Um. The best place for Anthony Richardson was Shane Steichen. That yeah. was the perfect spot for him. I'm, I'm very right. like I hate because they're in the AFC South, but I am super intrigued what Richardson looks like whenever he's healthy in that Steichen offense. Because it's gonna you, be fun to watch. Jalen Hurts, what he did with Jalen yep. Hurts, right? Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what I was doing. So this is where I'm going to be honest with you. I didn't, I didn't see a whole lot of C.J. Stroud before I went to Indianapolis to the combine. And in that combine, that's what changed my mind about it. I said, wait a minute, this guy is super competitive because him and Anthony Richardson were going back-to-back as far as going through the drills. Yeah. And Anthony Richardson would do something good, and CJ come right behind him and do something better. And then Anthony Richardson would do something good, and then CJ come right behind him and do something better. And so I was like, wow, this this young man. But I, listen, I stand ten toes down on what I said at the time. Sure. I would still t- I would have taken Bryce Young if CJ was already gone. Or even Anthony Richardson. I I, I, agree. I think that uh, I mean Bryce would be better in this offense than he is in Carolina. Yes. There, there's no doubt about that. I think that the, it's just because this scheme is better for quarterbacks than whatever they were doing in Carolina. Yes, that, that was awful. Do you have another one, Joe? Yeah, I have two more. Uh, right. On August first, Jeremy, you tweeted, "Resign Maldi." I'm serious. Okay. Yeah. Why? I mean, backup catcher. Backup catcher. I I, he probably hit, he probably had a double dong game the day before. That was in like the middle of his hot streak. Yeah, I mean, it, I mean, he was a backup catcher. Like backup catcher, be the mentor to Yiner Diaz. I wouldn't ha- I wouldn't have any issue if they resigned Maldi. Now, the fact that they didn't, I don't have any issue that they didn't. But I would have been fine with Maldi here for another year to groom Yiner and you know be the the mentor for him. And I mean, he's a, he's a backup catcher. I don't really care a whole lot about the backup catcher. Now I th- I do think Caratini's a better player, and I also subscribe to Joe's point that you know you want to go ahead and get him out of here if you want Yiner Diaz to catch all the time because maybe Fromber asked for him, maybe Justin Verlander asked for him, and now all of a sudden there's a problem. That's what happened a lot. 
Yeah. That's why you've seen Maldi because these pitchers are asking for him because he's one of the best baseball minds I've ever been around. So, yeah. Well, yeah. What was mine, Joe? Uh, well, this is the one that is going to you know go on forever, I would assume. I, I can't imagine when someone else enters this conversation. But, Uh-oh. Sarge, you made it clear. You're Team LeBron over Team Michael. Ooh. And uh, people were not happy with your tweet. Oh, LeBron's the goat. See, I don't. I, I listen. I mean, let me. I I I run towards all the smoke sometimes with a lighter, so I can keep it going. <laughs> LeBron James to me is better than Michael Jordan, and he is the goat. A lot of people look. I just had this conversation in the barbershop this morning. Like Michael played more than six years, people more than the six finals. He played more than that. Now, the reason why I do have LeBron over Michael Jordan is because one. He's the all-time leading scorer. He's also in the top 10 of all-time assists. He's the only non-guard in assists, in the top 10 in assists. So not only does he get his points, he also makes everybody around him better. The The man has – he came into the league as the wrong position. If he came in as a point guard, he'd have went down as the greatest point guard to ever play the game because he plays like a point guard. A lot of people say yeah. – LeBron couldn't have played back in the era that Michael and Magic. And I say, if, if he would have played back then, he would have been Magic Johnson. And so, when, first of all, the GOAT is subjective anyway. Mm-hmm. So some people think that Bill Russell is the GOAT, right? Some people think Tim Duncan, Kobe is the GOAT. So it's all about, you know, what your criteria is. My criteria is I'm looking at a full, complete basketball player that not only gets his points, but makes everybody around him better and make, elevates his team. Yeah. I don't know if I can say Jordan actually elevated his team. What do you mean? He won more titles than LeBron. He won, yeah. So how did he not elevate his team? So let me ask you this: you put you put LeBron went to went to the finals with Cleveland, right? Mm-hmm. Remember, was the first what in, in his first three years? Probably early, yeah. Yeah, Jordan played on a team similar to that. Did he take him to the finals? Not that quickly, no. Yeah, I that, think it was year six. He missed the playoffs. Maybe longer. He, he made the playoffs with a losing record. Mm-hmm. Right, and then after that, LeBron went to look. Michael has six finals. Yes, LeBron has ten final appearances, and then he lost a lot of them straight. Yeah. But he was came there up short. So now, <laughs> hey, look, now that that leads me to my second point. Name me the teams that Michael Jordan faced in the finals that are equivalent to the run. I mean, the the four times he had to play the Golden State Warriors, two times with KD. I think Golden State's one of the greatest NBA dynasties ever, so I think it's a good point. Uh, I have I have Jordan ahead of LeBron. Although if LeBron gets this NIT championship, hey. that's a feather in the cap. That you know, Michael Jordan's never won an NIT championship. Hey. LeBron James has a chance to do something that Jordan's never done: hey. win an NIT championship. I, I'm a Jordan guy. I think Jordan's the better player. Uh, you make some good points about LeBron, though. Will Chamberlain's the best statistical player ever. Hey. Will Chamberlain's numbers are stupid. Yes, insane. Now, wait, hold doesn't on. have the Titles, I think it won one, maybe two. Oh, but uh, wait, 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 wait. Yeah. Oh, you're talking about basketball statistics. Mm-hmm. Will Chamberlain, yeah. I thought you were talking about. Oh, okay. So <laughs> All right. I, I mean, he got I mean, numbers number up one. He's number one in those categories, I didn't, too. I didn't really realize Sarge <laughs> acted the same way as Blinkers on certain <laughs> things. All right, 713 780 ESPN. Are the Jets a worthy foe? It's Someone said uh, the only thing that LeBron James is the goat at is flopping. Plays within the rules. The Joker does it. Luka Doncic does it. They're playing within the rules. Yeah, that's true. My my biggest thing with flopping is if you want to get rid of flopping, stop calling it. 
Right. Like until you stop rewarding it, it's never going away. That's true. Ever going away. So as an official, now you're, that means there's going to be times when you're wrong. You're like, well, I didn't see it, so I'm not going to call it, and you're going to miss the call. But I'd rather have that than to award a flop when there's nothing there. Uh, to me, it's all about officiating. Like That's the only way you're ever going to get rid of flopping in any sport. The only way you're going to get rid of flopping in any sport is stop sports betting. Huh, okay. Well, go on. Because Intrigued. Think about it. I mean, that that call could be the difference in, you know. The so game. you're saying the refs have some money on the line? Uh, I don't want to say that, but I want to say that. I think you're saying that. I'm saying <laughs> I think you're saying that without saying that. Hey, look, that. I, I read. It's Tim, happened. I, mean, it's I read happened. Tim Donahue's book. I read the entire book, and I've seen the movie. We had him on the uh, the air once. I interviewed him uh, right after he got let out of, out of prison. Yeah, it was pretty. It was back in the day whenever I was here, actually. Do you believe we, him? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Like he was, he was saying some stuff though that like didn't paint him in a positive light. Yeah. And whenever people are saying things that don't paint paint them in positive lights, there's one of two things: either they're believable or they're trying to cover up something even bigger and hope you don't ask about that. Um, I, I thought he, I thought it was believable. Now I didn't think it was an NBA cover up. I think they took care of him, kind of paid him off. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, it, it's happened. It's it's not going away. Like I mean, it's a big thing in college baseball. Last year, like college baseball had a, a gambling fiasco, so it's weird. Uh, Texans play the Jets on Sunday. The weather's not great. You're looking at the weather earlier. You told me that it's snowing there. Yep. You told me it's that's weird. Uh, I was looking at the injury report too. Fant didn't practice today. That kind of, that's worrisome. Uh, if he doesn't play, that's a bit of an issue for me. It's a, it's a, like it's not on the offensive line, but CJ Stroud's been sacked 11 times in the last three games. Yes. What is your backup plan at right tackle if he doesn't play? That's a little scary to me. It definitely is. Oh. Heck, is Heck the backup right tackle for the Texans? I'm going down Jeremy Branham Lane right now. I hope not. I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I hope for CJ's sake. What does that no. mean? Down my lane. Maybe Josh. Maybe, maybe Josh Charlie Jones. Heck. Oh, jo- I would. I wouldn't mind that. Josh Jones. Go Cougs. Yeah. I wouldn't mind that because. <laughs> no, yeah. I think that's a good option good though. Guy. But like, I, he can I, play. I think he's probably the best option there. I think you're right. I think Fant may be dealing with a nagging injury, and they just say, "Hey, we're going to hold you out." And you know, when it's time, you know what I'm. You know why I'm so happy to see this game? Not because the Texans needed for you know playoff implications, not to help them to get closer to you know maybe winning the AFC South. I just want to see Blake Cashman go up there and destroy. The New York Jets. So, because you know when he was there, man, he got a lot. I don't know if you, speaking of bad tweets, when he got tr- when he got traded here, there was a lot of Jets f- fans that were like, "Yeah, we just fleeced the uh, the Texans, and they're gonna get the only thing he's ever been prepared for was to go on the IR and all that." And I'm like, "Yeah, I can I hope he goes back and have one of those games that when he won the AFC Defensive Player of the Week was that Week Nine. I hope yeah. he has one of those games." You know, I look at the line. Like, I like Cashman quite a bit. His story's great because, you know, who expected Cashman to be this pivotal of a player uh, on a playoff caliber team? Yeah. I think it's the one position defensively that, that could use the biggest upgrade. For sure. For, for the Texans, especially for, like, what D'Amico likes to do. Uh, like, when you start looking at the offseason, stuff like that, linebacker is a position I think that they're going to upgrade quite a bit. Yeah, for sure. And I love and I love Cashman. Uh, Cashman's story is good. Like you've seen, Perryman's been a little spotty. Had the suspension. Christian Harris is starting to come along. Harris is probably the most talented of them. Yes. And then Henry Toa Toa seems like he's kind of been benched. He hasn't. He didn't play. Def- he didn't play a single snap defensively on Sunday. Yeah, and I, and I don't know if they're still like because he's back from the concussion. But I don't know what they're trying to see. And a lot of times Henry gets caught in the wrong position. So to me, Henry is one of those players that. He's gonna have a. He's definitely having a rough rookie season, on and off rookie season. 
But once he gets it, he's going to get it. He's a ball hawk. He gets to the ball. the The problem the problem with him was offenses were expo- offense coordinators were exposing him, putting him in, in coverage. Yep. The only great cover linebacker they have is Cashman, mm-hmm. and the next one is Harris. If he's covering the flats, but right. if you put him in coverage, he's going to get beat all the time. So. That that was Henry's problem. He get kept getting beaten covered. See, I think I think Toa Toa's ceiling's kind of limited. Uh, I think he I think he lacks talent. Uh, I think he's a very smart football player. Like do you, he's not going to get faster. Like maybe he can get a little stronger. Maybe he can get a little bit faster. I, I think he is a nice backup linebacker for you. And I think that's why he fell to where he fell in the draft. Like his upside to me is not tremendous. I think he can play some solid ball. I think he's a great guy, a great backer to have on your fifty three man roster. If he's starting, I think you have issues in your linebacking core. So you don't think that D'Amico can coach him up? I don't think he's. I don't think he has the skill. Like I think he can coach him up to the like, hey, be in the right spot, maybe cheat a little bit. Uh, be, he's very, very smart. I think that's why he's where he's at. Because if he wasn't smart, like with his skill, he wouldn't be in the NFL. Yeah. Like his biggest asset is his intelligence and like knowing where to be. But. Like you mentioned, they're exposing them, and like whenever you're getting them into coverage, you know, if they're in man, I, I think the reason that he had didn't play a single snap in this last game, I think he's a little slow to the ball. He doesn't have the speed of Harris or Perryman or even uh, Cashman. I think he's limited with what he can do. I think he's a niche guy, backup guy in the NFL, which for a fifth rounder is not bad. Yeah, Hanson got more playing time than him. Yeah, yeah, that surprised me. Uh, that was kind of telling to me when but, Hanson got more playing time than Toa Toa. But I think it's on a week-to-week basis type thing. For too. sure. Like, and, and Cashman, you got Cashman playing out of position, too, as far as the mic sometimes. And so I think that they're just tinkering with it to get along until they can get to the end of the season. Then they'll say, okay, now it's really time to address the position. Yeah, I think that's probably something that they addressed this offseason. But, I mean, D'Amico's doing a good job of what he's got. There's no doubt about that. Uh, are the Jets a worthy foe? On no. Sunday to the no. Texans. <laughs> no. No. Just and blowing no. them off, huh? Yeah. I think the Texans are capable of losing to any team in the NFL, and I think they've proven that. Yeah, of course. I mean, like we talked about earlier, with, they, should, they shouldn't have lost Atlanta. They shouldn't have lost to Carolina. They shouldn't have lost to Jacksonville. And so, yes, they are capable of losing any game, but I think that playing in these games the way that they have coming down to the last, Jimmy Ward said it best. Hey, man. He said, you can do whatever you want to do. Games come down to the last two minutes. If you're not getting blown out, games come down to the last two minutes. Whoever plays great in the last two minutes is going to win the game. And so the Texans have played great, and they've played bad in the last two minutes. I just don't think that, especially without Brees Hall, if the Jets don't have Brees Hall and you're getting, um, what was the guy's name who went to UCLA? Josh, uh, the quarterback. Rosen? Yes. So you're getting Josh Rosen 2.0 with Zach Wilson. <laughs> I was wondering where you're going with that. <laughs> so like, they, they shouldn't. And I also don't feel like they have the – they play great defense. Don't get me wrong. I yeah. think that they play great defense, and I think that Robert Sala is going to know how to stop them. But I just think that the Texans have more offensive weapons to beat that defense. I'm I, I'm I'm with you. While like I, I think the Texans are capable of losing to any team in the NFL, I think they're capable of beating every team in the NFL. The, they should be further along too. Like you don't want to give the Texans like excuses, things like that. But they lost that game coming off the bye. Were they in rhythm? Like that sounds silly. It sounds like an excuse. Uh, it is something I kind of believe, though. But if, you, if you're if you a playoff aspiration team, I said this last week against Denver. I was like, if you're serious about being a playoff team, you beat Denver at home when you're a 
half point favorite. And if you don't, then you're really not a playoff team. You might sneak in, but you're kind of a fraud. Like you got to win at home whenever you're in the playoff race. I, I view it the same way as you. Like you're going into New York. The Jets have been terrible. Like they barely have a pulse offensively. They're going back to Zach Wilson, which is actually their best option, but you're going back to Zach Wilson. That's a game that you're not winning in December when you're in the playoff hunt, then I don't think you're a playoff team yet. You still might sneak in, but you're not like, oh, yeah, this is a playoff football team. I think that you that's kind of what's on the line Sunday. I think for the Texans, what I've noticed is they're one – have you ever you ever went somewhere, Jeremy, and you'd be standing there, you're like, damn, how the hell I get here? I don't even know if, I don't even know how I got here. I don't even know if I'm supposed to be in this room, but I'm in this room. Well, as long as I'm here, let me just see, you know, make it happen. That's how I feel about the Houston Texans right now as far as being in this playoff hunt. Uh-huh. I don't think that they expect it. In all honesty, and they could give me all the coach speak they want. They can give me all the players speak they want. I don't think that they expect it to be, like, right where they are right now. Because they're 7-5, and five, right? So they could, they could be, let's just say, 13-2. Uh, and two. They could be. They could be thirteen and two. If we look at those games that well, they math, lost outside that math's of, not math in there, Sarge. What did I say? I said thirteen. <laughs> Let's and go with twelve and two. I'm sorry. Yes, yes, twelve and two. Even that wouldn't be right because seven plus five is twelve. So you ten added, and two. You, <laughs> ten and two. Hey man, look. Let me tell you something. I was a, I was a math major for a semester, so I can do that stuff quickly. I just know how to count. I just know how to count money. <laughs> not, that's it. Yeah, because yeah, I, I can too. Because it doesn't go very high. Right. So. They looked at it coming into the season. You didn't have. Did you have the Texans where they are right now? Uh, I had the Texans winning six games because I think I got the over five and a half. I had them going. I had I had the over five and a half. I thought they'd win six games, but that's because the schedule was lousy. And so now they're in a position where they're like, okay, wait a minute, we're here. Let's just make. Let, let's just go ahead and see what we can do while we're here. That's why you have to beat. I put it like this: the Texans shouldn't lose another game for the rest of the season. Uh, I would agree with that. Now they're going to. I think I believe that they're going to, but against who though? Well, I mean, they could lose a game against Indy. Indy already like Indy. Indy handled them pretty good the first time that they played. Like Indy handled them pretty well. But you're playing C.J. Stroud at the end of the season. Yeah, I mean, you should, and, and they lost their quarterback. Yeah. You know, Gardner Minshew's a fine backup, but you know he's a backup for a reason. I think you could lose to the Browns just because they have a really good defense. Like if the weather is sloppy Sunday, that's a losable game. Like the spread's not crazy in that game. That, that's that's a game that you can see the Texans losing. Now if they lose. Like, are they this playoff juggernaut? No, no, they're not. Are the Browns getting DTR back? Because if not, if Joe Flacco is playing against no, the they Texans, can win defense. They can win with defense, though. Like their defense is good enough where they can win a game defensively against the Texans. I think so. I don't. I mean, Texans lost to Carolina. Yeah, they lost to Carolina. Yeah, but that wasn't because of their defense. They beat Arizona by five. Like they're not blowing out these teams. That's something I do want to see against the Jazz. Like, go go win a game by multiple possessions. Like, let it be over with eight minutes left to play in the fourth. Can't do that in New York this weekend because of the that? weather. You think it'll neutralize it? Oh, of it'll be tight. It's going to be a lot of short. Well, you're, then, short you're, then you're telling me it's a losable game. Then if it's going to be a you know a neutralized game that's not going to be over with eight minutes left to play in the fourth, it means come down to the last possession or two. Every game is a losable game, <laughs> especially with the Texans. Who did the Eagles lose to this year? They lost. They got hammered by San Francisco. What was the other one? The other one was a bad one. It was to Arizona. Oh, I thought they lost to the Jets. The Cowboys lost to Arizona. I can't. I know the Eagles have a really bad the loss. The Eagles but lost I can't. to the Jets. Was it the Jets? <laughs> yeah, it was. It was the Jets. I couldn't remember the team. So I'm saying you're any, right. It's the NFL. Any you're given, right. Any yeah. given Sunday, but like they're not going to win. They're going to win like probably twenty-one ten. But they score late or something. Who? The Texans. Like, I'm telling you, it's got to be a two-possession game with eight minutes to play. You're telling me it is a two-possession game, but they score late. They score in those final – I got you. I could see that. Like, it's it's tight. You get that final drive where you score a touchdown, and then it's over. Like, with two minutes left. I can see that. They're going to they're gonna get a defensive touchdown this weekend. Okay. 
All right. I could see a Will Anderson uh, strip from behind. Dave, he was very Dave, close Dave, twice. Dave. That'd be an interception in four games. It'd be really nice. Uh, 713-780-ESPN. The HRP listener line, 713-780-3776. Are the Jets a worthy foe? Also, there's some sports media awards that are handed out. Uh, maybe Sarge won one or two. Did they get it right? We'll discuss when we return. It's the Killer Bees on ESPN 97.5 and ESPN 92.5. You ever get into a car accident? We are You already know the name you need to call. It's Hollingsworth Law Firm, 713-999-8773. Plug it into your phone, 713-999-8773. Why is Hollingsworth Law Firm the best, though? Well, for a variety of different reasons. They'll fight these insurance companies for you, free consultation. They've recovered millions for their clients. But you don't pay a single thing until you win your case. How many lawyers will do that? You know, we talk about billable hours. We talk about retainers. No, Hollingsworth Law Firm does not charge you until you win your case. Steve Hollingsworth's been sacking insurance companies. He's gotten millions recovered for his clients. If you've been in a car wreck, if you've been hit by an 18-wheeler, even injured on the job, call Stephen Hollingsworth. Car accidents, industrial accidents, oil-filled offshore accidents. Uh, Hollingsworth Law Firm has recovered millions. Hire a fire a fighter that's going to be in your corner against these pesky insurance companies. We've all had to deal with insurance companies for one way or another. I've been in a couple accidents. The insurance companies are more painful than the accident. It is awful dealing with these insurance companies. So hand it over to Hollingsworth Law Firm. They're going to win the battles against the insurance companies so you don't have to. Call right now for your free consultation, 713-999-8773. Plug the number into your phone. That way you're ready. 713-999-8773 or visit them online. Call Jeremy. All right, Sarge is in for uh, for blank today. Big Sarge Sports, the Rockets Wire, Texans Wire, where you see his stuff. Uh, is this the first time you put on the cowboy hat? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and you it know took what? You so long. Hey, Jeremy, let me tell you something. I don't bring this cap out for everybody. Fair. So, I wouldn't either. It's a good looking cap. <laughs> but you know, this cap. You know, when you see this cap, you know, okay, oh, Sarge is he 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 really into what he's about to do. So. I brought it out, man, because you all, and, and I didn't get a chance to do this at the top of the show, man, but I really appreciate you all for having me on today. That, you know, it means a lot. I haven't I haven't been on radio since February, and I got offered a lot of times. Hey, so you want to come on? You want to come on? I was like, no, no, no. So to come on, to be a part of this show, man, a show that I listen to, I appreciate it, man. Thank you so much. Uh, very nice of you. We don't say nice things on the show. <laughs> we try to avoid that. We don't. Uh, is that know. why Joe is spinning behind the glass right now? <laughs> yeah. My wife says that to me a lot. We don't say nice things enough. Uh, I, we don't say nice things on this show. No, I appreciate that. Yeah. I, we, we, I, um, I appreciate you coming on. Like, yeah. this isn't like, like you said, like, you know. You've had some opportunities. You, you haven't wanted to, which you can understand, and I, and I, I know why. Yeah. Um. But on on top of that, too, like it's it's tough to come to a place for the first time. Like it's foreign. You know, yes. you got to get adjusted to things. Like it's a little uncomfortable. So I I do appreciate and admire that uh, that you came on today. So the feeling's mutual. So. Hey man, I got I just got a chance to see the setup for. Yeah. Uh, how Lance, you know, how, how he makes the magic happen. I, I've never been in there. I'm intimidated. Really? Yeah, I'm very scared. Yeah. Very, and I'm just kidding. But uh, it's a, it's a weird. It's 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 almost like a it's almost like the like a little cave for like a teenage boy who's into gaming. You know what I mean? Because like, it really is a very. It's not a very big room. Yeah. What is it? Maybe like ten by ten, if that. He's he has the TV set up in the corner. He's got a little desk and he has like a gaming chair, like a gaming chair. Like it looks like a gamer's room. And I walked in there and all I felt was, oh. <laughs> it's like man, I mean, he's very very good at, at, at what he does, man. And, he and, is um, really good. 
I, I, I watch him, listen to him, you know, listen to him a lot as well. Especially, man, his his NFL draft stuff is is you know one of a kind. Yeah, it is. He, he's, I mean, one of the best. Yep. That's why he's hired by NFL.com, no doubt about it. Uh, I'm curious your opinion on some of these. The Big Lead put out some sports media awards, and I'm curious if you think that they, they got a few of these right. Okay. Uh, shockingly, we were left off of the list. What? Uh, I can't believe it. Uh, I can't either. They were looking more national than in the city of Houston. They had their personality of the year as Pat McAfee polarizing figure uh, i've never read i've never met somebody who's kind of like halfway in on mcafee i've always met people that like him a lot or really don't like him. where do you stand on mcafee hey look well, then you ain't never met somebody who is just like what you say because i'm out on him really see i like mcafee i think he brings uh i think he brings like entertainment i think he brings energy and those are things that i like like i'm not listening to him for like his analysis you know like if you put on college game day and like what is he saying about ohio state probably not going to listen i'll probably listen to herb street but i like the energy and i like the uh the entertainment now i say that and i've never listened to a full show of his so <laughs> I, I like the energy too because i'm a high energy person as well but i i i like energy and i also like you could be bumbling sometimes but sometimes when i'm watching mcafee it seems like all i'm hearing is he's just it's like he's <laughs> you know bumbling his way through and then he'll have this amazing guest on so i mean yeah. if i had the money to pay aaron Rodgers, you know to come on a show for me i mean I would bumble, blah, blah, blah. hey man, look, Aaron <laughs> Rodgers, J.J. Watt, C.J. Stroud. I mean, he does a get a lot of guests. And you know, in in this business, if you have the access to be able to get, you know, those type of people, man, it's it, it'll take you so far. So no, I'm not a Pat McAfee fan. All right, uh, I um, it does sound like you're doing wrestling promos all the times, but uh, <laughs> I, I, I am a McAfee guy. They had the best play-by-play announcers, Adam Amin. I don't think Adam Amin did the did he do the Astros playoffs first round? So that's who that is. If you're not familiar, yeah, um, I'm not familiar. yeah, he did the Astros and Twins. Uh, but you know, I, he's pretty good. I think he's, I think he's really good, actually. Yeah. Uh, moving on, best in-game analyst, Robbie Hummel, does college basketball, uh, ESPN, Big Ten Network. But kind of weird to see him as the best in-game analyst. Like they're kind of going down to the weeds on some of these. Best studio host, they have Scott Van Pelt, for sure. You like you're a Van Pelt guy, the goat. Yeah, Van Pelt's really good. You know what I love about Van Pelt? Is he makes it seem effortless? Yeah, like he is so smooth and like you know he's got a great vernacular that that's that kind of thing. But he has personality and it all is like there's zero rough edges around him. Yeah, it is so it's almost like Tariko to me with his smoothness. Mina Kimes, best studio analyst. Do they have the people who are in the in the running for these? Yeah, awards? they have. Uh, which ones you want to hear? You want to hear this one? For Mina Kimes. Yeah, they have Ryan Fitzpatrick, Urban Meyer, uh-huh. uh, Candace Parker, and Kenny Smith. No, Mina. I see. I don't listen to Mina enough. I, I don't watch many ESPN shows. Like for me, I only watch games. Like I don't really watch like the first take stuff, the stuff, the sports debate shows. I don't watch a whole lot of their like NFL coverage. I watch games. That, yeah. That's what I watch. So I haven't seen enough of her. Like in fact, I, I'm surprised Urban Meyer's on here. Like me too. I, I know that that show's kind of blown up, but it's not because of Urban Meyer. He's dull as a chalkboard mina Kimes is very she's very good at what she does she's very knowledgeable as well and she knows how to blend it so you know i like people who are you know one of the prayers that i always do before i go on air before i do a podcast before i do any type of speaking is you know let me be clear and concise knowledgeable entertaining and informative Mm -hmm. and she's all of that completely agree 
I think that I, I do like her. I don't know if she's like the best analyst there is. Uh, the writers of the year I've never heard of. Insider of the year uh, I haven't heard of. Best studio show inside the NBA. Yes. That show's great. They're amazing. Yeah, I have zero argument with that. Best radio show, the Rich Eisen show. Uh, that's a throwback, but yes, I'm I can a, see that. I can see Eisen. This but might he's be unpopular, but angry not, lately. Has he? He gets angry a lot more than he used to. I'm not an a, I'm not an Eisen guy. I'm, I'm not an. And maybe it's because I heard him ca- uh, call the NFL Network games the ones that were. I think there was the Germany game. I think yeah. he does all of them. I don't think he's very good, like as a play by play guy. And maybe because of that. I have a bias against his radio show. I've never really listened to his radio show other than like YouTube videos and, or the you know, Twitter videos and stuff like that. I'm, not, I'm just not there. They had like the DA show on there. They had the McAfee show. They had the Herd with Colin Cowherd, which is another polarizing guy. Mad Dog Unleashed. And then oh, Shine I, on Sports. I cannot do Mad Dog. You know, what I, mean? I like Mad Dog at times, like in doses. I, I, couldn't, I couldn't imagine listening to three straight hours of Mad Dog. He's just one of those people that if he was in my face, I'd be like, hey, can you just stop talking? Or you know what, better <laughs> yet, just let me leave. Because the way he talks and the way he is, it's, it's, it's too much. And... So he's one of those people that you ever been around those people who, even when they're wrong, they just get louder. It's like, bro, no matter oh, yeah. how loud you get, you're still wrong. No, you can get <laughs> as loud as you want to. You're still wrong. And he's one of those type of people to me. It's like, <laughs> hey, man, let me get my listen. I hate people who I, I dislike people who listen to respond instead of listening to comprehend. I got gotcha. you. He's one of those. See, guys. I'll defend him a little bit where I just think he's loud. <laughs> I just think he's loud 100% of the time and never turns it off. He's a New York guy. Yeah, exactly. Best live event coverage, 2023 NCAA Women's Basketball Tournament. I want to move on from that. I don't think that's there. Best sports TV series, Welcome to Wrexham. No, I wait. This that's, is on my queue. I haven't watched it yet. The NCAA Tournament, that's the one the LSU won, right? That's what they're talking about? It was, yeah, I, I didn't that watch any of it. That was amazing. What do you mean? What was amazing? The, the, the whole tournament was amazing. But they're talking about the coverage of it. It, it, amazing really yes i it didn't was watch good. any of it I, well i like women's basketball okay yeah i didn't watch any of it welcome to Wrexham, best sports tv series it beat formula one drive to survive it beat hard knocks training camp with the new york jets it beat quarterback and it beat winning time i mean i didn't watch any of those i, I see these are I, these are kind of my guilty pleasure like i'll watch all of these i haven't seen welcome to Wrexham, but it's on my list i watch formula one which is fantastic i watch hard knocks i'm currently watching the miami dolphins one it's awesome i watched quarterback which was really good i don't know what winning time is uh, oh, that's the that's the uh, L A L A Lakers uh, Showtime. Oh, is show. that the the when fictional they, one though? Yes. Well, half fictional, half. Yeah, I tried. I gave that a shot. I didn't like it. Oh, it's amazing. You like it? I watched two episodes, but I, I always miss it because man, I get yeah. so caught up doing other things. And I know what I, you mean. I go down YouTube rabbit holes, so that's how I don't get a chance to see YouTube. Hold on, YouTube and bad Netflix movies. <laughs> I just watched a bad Netflix movie called Wing Women. Okay, I'm going to take your word on that. Yeah, I don't it, think that's one I'm going to check out there. Sorry. Don't. It's, it's bad. It's a bad movie. <laughs> uh, I like the Formula One out of all of these. Uh, okay. that, that one's a really, really good one. This guy's trying to dunk on me. He said, uh, uh, Branham said Trevor Lawrence was soft. Dude is already back at practice. That's proof that he is soft. Like, he's already back at practice, but had that reaction in the game. Shows you how soft he was. You know what? Here's my thing with, with this, right? They're bringing him back. I don't think he's going to play, though. I think he was just standing out there. He, should, he shouldn't like, play. I know he was throwing passes, but I don't think he's going to play. Don't they have the Browns and the Ravens? Uh, the next two weeks, I think they play the Browns and they play the Ravens. And if I'm not mistaken, Cleveland is the number one defense in the league and Baltimore is the number two defense in the league. And your offensive line is not good. You do not have a good offensive line. So 
You're going to bring him back with a high ankle sprain, and you can shoot him up with cortisone all you want. You can wrap the ankle as much as you want. He's already a non-mobile quarterback anyway. And now you're trying to have him scramble away from the top two defenses in the league. I think he's, I think he's mobile. I think he's mobile. What is mobile to you? He's pretty fast. Like, he's pretty quick. Like, he's got some athleticism. Like, it's not Lamar. I think it's kind of closer to Justin Herbert, but he can, I think it's equal to Stroud. Okay, so here's my thing. Hear me out. He's mobile against teams that don't have that type of pass rush. We've never, when, when I say mobile, this is what I, this is mobile to me. Mm-hmm. Lamar Jackson is mobile. Well, I mean, now you're talking about like one of three. Patrick Mahomes is mobile. See, I don't think Mahomes. I think Mahomes and Lawrence are pretty equal as terms of mobileness. Oh, not me. Like they, I think Lawrence is probably faster than Mahomes. Now, shiftiness. He may hmm. be faster. He yeah. may be faster as far as me. But being able to, I'm talking about. I don't. I don't see Lawrence being able to get out of the pocket a lot and do what he needs to do. All right, we're gonna take. Uh, I, I can hear you on that. And I, my biggest beef on uh, Lawrence is that he fumbles too much. Like he fumbles a ton. He's kind of in the same like Josh Allen turnover proneness to me. Seven one three seven eight zero ESP. We're gonna do our car wreck of the day next. Get your nominees for car wreck of the day. Also, Keith, hang on the line. I'm really curious uh, with this call. It might be our car wreck of the day. Uh, it's the Killer Bees <laughs> on ESPN ninety seven five and ESPN ninety two five. First, a moment on Pro Dunk Hoops. They make the highest quality basketball goals you will ever find. Plus, it's the holiday season. You're probably looking for holiday gift ideas, right? I know I am. Tempered glass backboard, breakaway rim, stainless steel hardware. It's also height adjustable. You can lower it all the way down from 5 feet all the way up to 10 feet. Uh, the fantastic gift idea if you have kids that like to play basketball. Plus, selfishly, you're going to like it too. Uh, their accessories are next level as well. LED light kits for night play. We understand it gets dark earlier now. You have to work. Kids are at school. You can only play at night. Get an LED light kit for your goal from hoops. It allows you to play when the sun goes down. Backstop nets, pole pad lettering, lots, lots more. Also, their new goal, four. You can raise and lower goals with a drill. It takes five seconds to get it from five feet to ten feet, from ten feet to five feet. You're going to love four. You can order everything, including professional installation online. That's right. The pros will professionally install your goal at the perfect height, perfectly straight. You're not good with a ladder. You're not good with a level. Maybe you're not great with a drill. Don't worry about it. Let the pros at ProDunk do the installation for you. Call now, 281-351-9822, and visit Sarge filling in for Blank today. Blank's uh, wife had surgery. Uh, her uh, best wishes to her. She came out well, but uh, Blanker's got to you know, be, the, be there for the wife, be there for the kids. Joe will be with me tomorrow, and we want you to be with us tomorrow. We're going to be out at Air Team. Uh, Air Team, your H-Town heating and cooling team, uh, the... Holiday Drive, benefiting DePelchin Children's Center going on now. Now until tomorrow, drop-off donations at Air Team to support our Houston youth in foster care. We'll be there all day. Check out AirTeamLTD.com. Uh, most needed items, donation info, AirTeamLTD.com. Hope to see you out there uh, tomorrow. Get your Car Wreck of the Day nominees in, 713-780-3776. Let's go out to the to the uh, HRP listener line one final time. Keith, you're in the hive with the bees. Go, go ahead, Keith. What's up? Hey guys, thanks for taking my call. Uh, I'm a loyal listener to the network. Uh, new to new to Sarge here. Um, constantly follow on Twitter. Just curious, Sarge. Uh, you know where do you rank uh, all the uh, the radio shows on the network? Obviously, you got John and Lance Gallant, the new guys Connor and Beard. You've got the Killer Bees. You got Joe George and Patrick Crane. Just uh, curious where you rank them, and uh, love listening. Thanks. There you go. Should we exclude this show since he's currently on it, or no? No. 
Okay, go go for it, Sarge. <laughs> I think that all the shows here at the ESPN. Uh, we don't do this on the station, Sarge. Hold on, I'm not. Sarge, I'm not finished. Oh, oh, fair enough. Fair I'm not enough. finished. Fair I'm enough. not finished. Fair enough. I feel like all the shows here <laughs> are very good. They're very unique. They bring their own. You know. They they bring their own style to the airways, but if I had to go, I'm gonna tell you my number one show, Paul Gallant. Paul's great, man. I love Paul. Paul, Paul Gallant is my favorite show, and the reason why he's my favorite show is because like Paul doesn't. Pa, Paul is one of those ones where he you never know what you're gonna get with Paul, <laughs> and he's gonna have the energy, but you never know. Paul is like when I used to have my own show. When I, I used to do a sports talk with Big Star show, and I had a show and I had a big window in front of me, and I would do three to four hours of radio just looking out of the window. Like I had my notes and everything, but I'm looking out the window just talking. And sometimes I feel like Paul has an imaginary friend in here, and he's talking <laughs> to his imaginary friend. And I'm saying, yeah. Paul, does he ever talk back? Like I, I really want to know. Like Paul, does he does he ever say anything back to you? And so. You know the uh, I, I think Paul is the most talented host in this city. I love Paul. Yeah. Paul, I love working with Paul. We've only done it a couple of times. I love working with Paul. Uh, keep going. Alike? That's one. Do we sound alike? Do Paul and I sound alike, Joe George? Yeah, I don't think so. Well, Paul sounds like it's somebody. That... I sound a lot sexier. Oh, than it's Paul does. Josh. Paul. Oh, well, Josh will do a Paul impersonation. Gotcha. Yeah, Josh. Oh, keep going. Keep going. What's that? That's one. You have several other shows left to go. You still got John and Lance. You still got the Connor and Beard. You still have the Killer Bees. You still have Joe George, and you still have Patrick Creighton. You got five more to go. Wait, hold on. You got what? one listed. What's, what's we the guy? And we're running out of time, Sarge. What's the guy's name at WFAN? No, 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 no. That that uh, read Robert Solis tweet uh, text message. Oh yeah, oh, I, yeah I, don't, I don't know his Pacino name. Was. or whatever. Yeah, I'm not going to be him. You you want to take the fifth here? You guys are my colleagues. I would never do that on. You, just, air. you had no problem naming a top one, but yeah. you you can't go two through six. Nah, because I like Paul. Hey, listen. Hey, All right, it's a little what, soft right now, Sarge. Hey, hey, you're, not, is, you're not putting together this whole list. What does Ricky Bobby say? You're not first. You're second. You're last. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. So, right. hey, it's Paul. All right, we'll let you off the hook. It's, it's Paul and everybody else. All right, we'll let you off the hook. Uh, car wreck of the day. Let's get to that. You all right? My money is broken. The bolt's coming through. Let me see. Let me see. Ah! Give me your money, you brick. Where's my fucking money? This is the car wreck of the day, brought to you by CarWreckTexas.com. All right, Sarge, you do the honor. What are you nominating first? Car wreck of the day. Uh car wreck of the day. That's a, a bad take. No, it could be any, whatever was awful. I'm going to nominate uh, whatever just happened with you trying to reference Ricky Bobby and butchering it, Jeremy. Yeah, that's my bad. I'm not great with movie quotes. It's one of my weaknesses. I'm, I'll own that. I'll own it. Uh, so I'm going like, to nominate you uh-huh. for your asking your gym to put on Christmas music on your walk to the gym and your walk to your car. So that's a nominee. That's on there. So you are, you're on there. I'm on there. Virginia on the Twitch. He wants to nominate Frank, not the boss, the PD of this station. Uh, not I'm, getting I'm going to nominate you for eating with your hands. I had no choice, though. Caveman. I mean, I had no choice. But that's fair. That, that could be a nominee, too. Uh, Alex nominates Joe. Shocker. Because why not, he said. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he had no reason to for, for anything. Yeah, he said for, for whatever. All right, so I think those are our nominees for the day. Oh, wait, wait. I got one. Got, I got one. You got one, got one more? What you got? I want to nominate 
the Jacksonville Jaguars for being scammed out of $22 million. Oh, that's crazy, isn't it? <laughs> what a wild story. And it's right. happened to him twice. This guy and then Urban Meyer did it too. Right. It's unbelievable. Like, <laughs> yeah. This happens to Jacksonville all the time. The responses to the tweet were hilarious because like, was it Blaine Gabbert? Was it Blake Bortles? Was it Urban <laughs> Myers? Like, obviously, we have to nominate Sean McDermott. Yeah. Or like, being an all-time one. clown. That was a bad one. And I want to nominate you. Again? I've been nominated yes. three times already. Yeah, yeah I want to nominate you for, for what? For, for, for inviting you to co-host with me? For the Titus and the Laramie. Oh, okay. Back yeah, I think, I think I was nominated the other day for that. Yeah, hey, at least they, you kept your job. They can't, uh, barely. <laughs> they, um, they can't get out of my comments. I'm living rent-free in the heads of Texans offensive linemen. That was the best protection Titus Howard's had all year. Hey, next time I come up here, <laughs> next time I come back, we're definitely going to have to talk about your film study. Okay. You have a problem with that? No, your film study? Yeah. Sometimes. Okay, yeah, we should we should talk about it. We yeah. don't have to do the show. We can just uh, have a little gentle bin. All right, who's winning the car wreck of the day? I think the Jags is a good nomination. Let's go with the Jags. Yeah. Works for me. Congratulations, Jags. You're our car wreck of the day, presented by CarWreckTexas.com. Call Hollingsworth Law Firm. If you ever get in a wreck, 713-999-8773. 713-999-8773. CarWreckTexas.com. CarWreckTexas.com. Game on. Coming up next with Jerome Solomon and Barry Laminat. Keep it here. Appreciate it, Sarge. Thanks Good work for today. Me on. I appreciate it. All right, that show coming up next. ESPN 97.5, ESPN 92.5.